Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good. From scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey, everyone. Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. I just finished up an eight-day road trip to North Carolina where we had our very first She Writes and Speaks Proclaim Conference. And then we followed that up with the Christian Product Expo, the Winter Expo. Uh, so we went from one event to the other where we were able to take 14 of our Redemption Press authors to meet with the Christian retailers that came to the expo to find new product to carry in their stores. So it was super exciting. Uh, just an amazing eight days. But nearly a hundred women gathered for Proclaim, and we received rich, timely, quality content from our faculty on everything that is important to someone who's called to write or speak, whether it's a newbie or someone who is a veteran and still has uh more to go and more to learn and more to expand their reach. So I want to share a couple of my all-time favorite quotes from this event. Uh, and there were a whole bunch that I highlighted, but I'm just going to share two today. And then I have something else to share with you that I hope is of use and is an impact to your life. Normally I have a guest that I interview, but uh, Usually I try and once a month do a monologue where I can come to you with something that has just happened and really give you my takeaways from it. So first, uh, our Kriegel publishers, author Shannon Popkin, author of Comparison Girl and Control Girl, and she's also the podcast host of Live Like It's True. Here's what she said. You better write this down because it's really good. You cannot scatter what you have not gathered. 
whoa, you cannot scatter. You can't give out what you haven't received. Woo, is that good? Oh, she, she went on to say, a lot of the work for us as Christian communicators is done in the secret place, in the hidden place. And that is true. If we are not having that time with him fully in the word, in context, and just really spending that quiet time with him, we are not going to have anything that's of value to give to others. The second one uh, quote that I wanted to share was from a Moody author of six books, Asherita Choo Choo. Her first book was uh, full. Food, Jesus, and the Battle for Satisfaction. I actually interviewed her many years ago when that first came out on my Always Faithful radio show that I was hosting at the time. She is also the podcast host for Prayers of Rest. And she has a, a huge email list that she nurtures. And she was, that was one of her topics with us was to teach us how to really nurture our email lists. And she said this, I don't write to the 42,000 subscribers on my list. I write to one and the others get to listen in. That is so good. That is how we all need to be serving those that we communicate with, whether it's on video, on the platform, through written word, however it is, we need to write or speak to that one. And that's where we're going to make an impact. As I wrapped up Friday night talking about prepare for battle, I shared some important strategies on warfare prayer. And before I share that, I'd like to give you some additional types of prayer that God loves to answer. Hold tight and I'll share those in just a minute. But first, let me tell you, it was truly because this Proclaim conference was so bathed in prayer that it was an incredible testimony to God's faithfulness. As we, as a team, prayed for six months leading up to this event, then we prayed for the faculty for at least three months leading up to the event. Then we prayed, as the faculty came together with us, we prayed over the attendees in a private Facebook group. Then as we got together as a faculty on site, the Thursday night before the conference kicked off Friday morning, we gathered and we prayed in person so that God would accomplish his will. That was our heart. We wanted God to do what God wanted to do in that place with those women. And, uh, there was praying around the tables. There was praying with the breakouts. There was praying after the keynotes and processing the takeaways. Can I just say that Proclaim was just one big prayer fest? Oh my goodness. And it was prayer that everything we did and said would point to him, not to us. Not that we would get what we want, but that he would get the glory due his name. And may I just say it was glorious. So let me give you some added insight to help empower you as you approach 
the throne room. Here's some kind of prayers that God loves to answer directly from his word. The first is reminder prayer. We always are having to remind ourselves of how much God can be trusted, is faithful, is good. <clears throat> so these are just a few that you can utilize. And on a few of them, I'm going to go ahead and give you how to pray that in first person. So the first is John 16, 33, where Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So here's what that would look like in first person. Jesus, you have told us these things so that in you we might have peace. In this world, you told us that we will have trouble, but we choose to take heart because we know that you have overcome the world. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that peace in the midst of the trouble we encounter in this world. The next one is 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. I love that one. Then there's John 15, three through four. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. That's Jesus talking in John 15, three and four. So let's see what that looks like in first person. We are already clean because of the word you, Jesus, have spoken to us. We choose to remain in you as you also remain in us. And we thank you that we are clean because of that word that you've spoken to us. Okay, so those are just some examples of reminder prayers. We're clean. He's with us. He's not going to leave us. He's always there. And the reminder that we're always going to have trouble. All right, so then the next set of scriptures is gratitude prayer. And it's always to remember with gratitude who God is and how much he loves us. So the first one is Psalm 147, 17. I'm sorry. The first one is Psalm 145, verse 17 and 18, where it says, The Lord is righteous in all he does. Ha! The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So that means praying scripture out of context is not calling on him in truth. That's why we're just praying scripture as it is in context and with that same meaning in context. So in first person, that would sound like, I thank you, Lord, that you are righteous in all your ways and faithful in all you do. You, Lord, are near to me as I call on you, as I call on you in truth. Then the next one is my favorite, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him 
who have been called according to his purpose. So in first person, that would sound like this. Thank you, Lord, that you in all things indeed work for the good for me because I love you and I'm called according to your purpose. The next one is 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. Boy, that's a tongue twister. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. First person would sound like this. Thank you, Lord, that you are indeed faithful and you will strengthen me and protect me from the evil one. Now we're going to look at protection prayers. With everything that's going on in the world, we can't not pray prayers of protection over ourselves and our loved ones. So here's the first one that needs no introduction. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That's Proverbs 4.23. The next one is from Psalm 32, 7 through 9. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So in first person, that would sound like this. Lord, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Thank you, Lord, that you instruct me and teach me in the way I should go. You counsel me with your loving eye upon me. Then Proverbs 2.8 says, For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. And then Psalm 3.3 says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory the one who lifts my head high. So that praying it in first person would sound like this. Thank you, Lord, that you are a shield about me. You are my glory, the one who lifts my head high. And finally, we're going to talk about warfare prayer, which was my topic on Friday night at the Proclaim Conference. And let me just tell you, I'm going to read a scripture and this Scripture will very adequately communicate to you why you and me and we all who call ourselves Christians have an obligation to put our armor on every day. So this is from Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, because of that scripture that I just read, therefore, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. So can I just say, if you do not put on your armor out loud 
The enemy cannot read your mind. So you need to remind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness, what you're doing, that you are putting that armor on. And so if you don't do that every day out loud, can I just say you are like a spiritual streaker because that armor is what clothes us and we need to be fitted in that armor every day. And I don't even start my quiet time until I have done that. I'm going to show you how I pray my armor on in just a second. So here are the two scriptures I want to share. We resist him and he flees. We ask the Lord to rebuke him. And the two scriptures are James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, I learned growing up in the church that we could just say anything we wanted to Satan and we could just tell him what to do and where to go. That's not biblical. Here's what Zechariah 3, 2 says. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. So when we're faced with battles, we need to resist. We need to stand firm, resist the devil, and he will flee from us. And we need to ask the Lord to rebuke him on our behalf in Jesus' name. That is scriptural, my friend. So let me just give you an example of the kind of warfare we were going through preparing for the Proclaim Conference to start. We were putting together a video and uh, my conference director, Carol, had detailed very, you know, like there was this long email and it gave different lyrics to different faculty members and lots of detailed information on what we were going to be doing after the um, faculty dinner the next night. So this was 24 hours before we were going to be meeting in person at a as a faculty. And she sent that out. I mean, it took her an hour to write that email. So she, she sent that plus three or four other time-sensitive emails referring to the conference for the next day. The next morning, nobody had the emails. None of them. She looked in her sent files, nothing. She looked in her drafts, nothing. She looked in her inbox, outbox. I mean, she looked everywhere, even on her desktop to see, well, did it somehow stay there? Gone. Like nowhere to be found. And we're going back and forth, just like, okay, let's, let me see what's plan B here. And, but just try to figure out, could she have sent it to the wrong address? You know, could, could she send it from the, could she have sent it from a different email address? Does she need to look in a different place? Like, did it go from her personal account rather than her redemption press account? I mean, we're going on and on. And she's like, starting to rewrite this email that will take her an hour, which we did not have on Wednesday night. We had way too much to do for her to do that. And I mean, all of a sudden it was like, wait a second. 
if Satan is the prince of the power of the air, it feels like this is an attack and he's got some of his unholy realm, his minions blocking that communication. So I just started praying. I just said, Lord, would you rebuke the enemy for us on our behalf? And would you bind and just disrupt every uh, way that the enemy camp is trying to block this email? Would you please do that for us in the name of Jesus? That's all I did. And, you know, Carol starts retyping again. She just keeps going because we just figured we're going to have to recreate everything. Two minutes later, ding, ding, ding. All those emails mysteriously, not really mysteriously, all of a sudden just showed up in all our inboxes. Just saying. The enemy is the, I mean, how often do you see technology chaos? He loves to see if he can just get us to be frustrated and mad and snippy and snarky. No, we need to remember who we are, that we have everything we need for life and godliness, and we can resist the devil and he has to flee from us. So um, let me just tell you how I put my armor on every day. I get up before I even go into my quiet time. I just stand up and I say, I put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. I shod my feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace. I take up the shield of faith toward off the fiery darts of the enemy. I put on the helmet of salvation, which is the mind of Christ. I choose to have the mind of Christ today. I take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray in the spirit when I need to talk to you today, God. Thank you, Lord, for your armor. Thank you for protecting me. I choose the will of God and I refuse the will of Satan. Spirit of God, rule and reign in my life today. Rule and reign in my thoughts, my attitudes, my emotions, my feelings in every area of my life. Spirit of God, I give you permission to rule and to reign. And then I go on and pray, Lord, I surrender my heart to you today. Every motive, every hope, every desire everything that could fill my heart, I surrender it to you today. And if there's stuff in there that shouldn't be in there, Lord, I pray that you would shine your light on it so I could repent and get rid of it. And Lord, I put, I surrender my thoughts to you today. Lord, my fears, my anxious thoughts, my regrets, my assuming the worst about a situation. Every lie, even every truth that is in my mind, Lord, I surrender to you today. And then I pray the Lord's Prayer. And I pray it in kind of that first person. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this day my daily bread, for forgiving my sins as I forgive others who sin against me. So I just, I try and personalize every scripture that I can where it works. And so that's how I go into my quiet time. And I think we all need to write down how we're going to put our armor on. And then until you have it in your heart, then you read it from the paper, but you do it out loud and you do it every morning to start your day because it's a battle out there and the enemy is trying everything he can to trip us up and cause us to have a bad witness, cause us to be mean or snarky or lie to people or self-absorbed or there's so many things that he it's easy it's his job is easy because we just buy right into it so we have got to be armored up i'm telling you every day all right one last thing i want to close with a gift and what i would like to do if uh, you will click on the link below in the show notes I am going to send you a resist and replace worksheet that will help you look at how, I mean, this is just how I have over the last eight or 10 years been every time I have a thought that I know is not of God, I will try and find a scripture that replaces it, that gives me the truth, and then I pray it in first person. So this resist and replace worksheet gives you a number of different scriptures and then the prayer in first person to go along with it. And that way, whenever the enemy whispers his lies to you, you've got something there that you can pray in first person to resist him. So he has to flee from you. So I hope that is a blessing to you. Um, we will be back next week with another interview. So I look forward to seeing you then. Sorry, this was late, but we had some technical difficulties, but that's okay. We are um, all about giving you truth of the redeemed and restored. We are all redeemed and we're working on being restored and God is doing that work in our hearts. So I pray that this is a blessing to you today and um, see you next week. Bye for now. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who can use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.